Welcome to the show. We are tuned in for real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer and coach trainer for the Heal Your Life Certification Program and best-selling author of Do That and Then Some Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. listeners and welcome back for another episode. You are going to be so uplifted and inspired by this story. I know that I am and I'm excited to learn more about our guest. Our guest today is Pamela Summers. You can find her to follow along at PamelaSummers.com. That is P-A-M-E-L-A S-O-M-M-E-R-S.com. She is the author of the bestseller Life Lessons from a 40-something. That sounds really interesting, doesn't it? And she has always known that she wanted to write. She started off by writing when she was about eight. She started writing songs, didn't really realize that she had a gift, thought that everybody did what she did, and then realized that it was actually her gift and her passion for music carried her through life until she had a tragic accident. And she's going to tell us about that today and how she rebuilt her life. And she is going to motivate and inspire you. And she is going to give you hope knowing that you can always change directions and you can trust in the divine plan of life. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome with me to the show, Pamela Summers. Hello. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you for having me. It's so lovely to have you here. And, uh, you know, I I know that you've had your work published and uh, seen in Vogue and in the Huffington Post. This is quite an accomplishment for that little eight-year-old girl who started off writing. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Who knew that would happen, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's just the point, right? For many of us, who knew that would happen? And there's so many things in life that happen that I always say, you can't make this up, right? Because we can plan and plan all we want, but then the things that happen from all of the seeds that we've planted and they shift us in a different direction and life just turns out to be grand and we couldn't have made it up if we tried. That's right. You never know what's going to happen. You know, you just have no idea um, what's what you're destined for or, or anything. I had no idea at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so and it's so beautiful when it happens that way. So, would you like to share with the listeners, you know, a little bit more about when you were young and how you got started, and then you know how that garden accident changed things for you? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, um, as I said, since I was eight, I was writing songs, was messing about. It's funny because. Um, my mum actually got concerned with me at the time because I was writing. I think it, was, it seemed quite advanced for such a young age. <laughs> just getting mm-hmm. so excited. I said, oh, no, I'm just writing for fun and <laughs> things like that. And I was, always, I was always playing instrument. I started off playing violin at the age of eight and then um, went on to play the guitar and keyboard. So I was always, I, um, if I wasn't writing songs, I'd be playing instruments and um you know, singing in choirs, playing in orchestras and things like that, entering talent contests and, and things like that. But to be honest, I never thought it was a gift as such. I just assumed everyone else could do it. And um, I just happened to have an interest in it, if you like. It wasn't until later on, quite funny enough, I, later on when I worked in retail and someone, I sang one of my songs to someone and uh, she said that she had shippers down her, her spine. And um, I thought, is that a good thing? I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yes, trust me. She said, oh my God, you're so gifted. And like, it, I suppose that was just, um, I didn't even realize it really. I just assumed everyone could do it. And then um, I went on 
various, various jobs. I had various jobs. I worked in banking for quite a long time as well, helping people with their finances and showing them how to get out of debt and make money, um, if you like. And then um, I worked in personal finance and also in business as well. And um, a couple of, it was quite ironic, really, because a couple of um, business clients I had said to me, you're making us so much money. You shouldn't be working here. You should be working for yourself. And at that time, I just laughed it off. I said, oh, no, because at that time, I just wanted my creature comforts. I just wanted a secure job, didn't have to worry about anything. It was just like, I just laughed it off. And I thought, no way, I wouldn't give this up. I wouldn't give this up. And it was just amazing how now looking back, how my mindset has shifted so much <laughs> um, <laughs> back then. And then I went on, um, I'm always one for um, trying what you want to do and see what happens. Because I mean, I always think, what's the worst can happen? It doesn't work out. You can always do something else. And one of these things I wanted to do was work in a school. So that's exactly what I did. So just to see if the grass was greener, if you like. So I worked in this um, local Catholic primary school, which I really enjoyed and I loved. And it was actually during the school holidays, that this, this summer holidays, that um, I had an accident. I'm not really a gardener, but um, at that time, I just got fed up with that, kept asking my partner to do the garden, do the front garden <laughs> and cut the rose bushes down. And it, it didn't seem, it didn't look like it was getting done anytime soon, let's put it that way. So I just decided... Um, Funny enough, I'd accomplished one thing a week before, and that was riding a horse. I had this fear of riding a horse. And um, that week prior to this gardening accident, I actually accomplished that. And um, mm-hmm. so I thought, I can do anything. You know, I just really felt like I could accomplish anything it's, um, because that made me feel so good. So I thought, why not? I'm going to try this. But alas, it wasn't, didn't work out the same way, exactly the same way. I tackled these rose bushes and with these heavy-duty tools I'm not really a gardener at all. And this was all new to me. So um, I did it. I was hacking away at them. Then all of a sudden, my right hand started to shake. And I went to get a a glass of water. And I couldn't even hold the glass. My hand was shaking so much. I thought, oh, my God, what's happening? I've never seen my hand shake so much, you know. And it actually started swelling, sort of swelling really badly, really. Um, So... I was you know, putting ice packs on them, taking painkillers, hopefully, hopefully they would subside. Anyway, I had to go to the doctors. They sent me for various checkups and it was literally toing and froing for what seems like ages and they had various tests done. And I was starting to panic now because I was due back to go back to work at the school. I went back there wearing a splint and basically the head teachers sent me back saying, you can't work like that. And because um, my hand was my dominant hand. So oh, I used it for everything. And it was like, all of a sudden, I couldn't do anything. I needed help washing my hair, getting dressed, cooking, absolutely everything. I couldn't do anything because I'm just so used to using it, you know. You just never realise how much you depend on something, you know. So um, I kept to and fro him trying to go back to work. And um, every time I tried, I could the most work for 10 minutes and I had to take a break. And it was getting ridiculous. And um, it's got to the point where really say that I couldn't work there any longer. And... As you can imagine, at that time, I was absolutely devastated. I was thinking, oh, my God, how, what am I going to do? Because I've always worked, you know. How am I going to, like, um, support my family? I'm just, what am I going to do? So um, I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. I was just like, oh, it's like the end of the world. I really just couldn't do anything. I went to various doctors. And I, at one point, I got three doctors basically saying to me that it was too risky to operate on. And basically, it was permanent. and that, honestly, that was just like the, the ground had opened up and swallowed me. I didn't know what to do. I was just like, oh my God, this is really the end of the world. There's nothing I can yes. do. Yeah. 
I can see um, how especially it's I used to play instruments as well, you know, so mm-hmm. it's really a big thing yeah. as well. So not just for work, but for joy and pleasure and just doing the necessities, everyday things. I think didn't like the idea of having to write to everybody everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if any of the listeners even just think about what it would be like to go for an hour without being able to use your dominant hand, you know, just the simple things like stirring your coffee, putting your keys in the car door. No, I had trouble eating even with a knife and fork. Mm -hmm. It was... I couldn't cut yes. things, you know. But so the spirit, had, but spirit had something else in store for you. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. You know, yeah. that's that's a big part of. I think sometimes for me, my experience has been that I've had to, when I wasn't listening to those little signs, I've had to come to a place of total surrender and say, okay, now I can't do what I want to do. So what is it that you want me to do? Well, and uh, this is it. yeah, yeah, it, it reminds me of a quote by Gabby Bernstein. Do you know who she is, Gabrielle Bernstein? Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad that I chose this quote of hers. She says, to begin the practice of allowing, I must get out of the way and let spirit give me direction. <laughs> exactly. And at that time, I was so frustrated, but I'm, I'm also pretty stubborn as well. So I just kept trying and trying to do things. And every time I tried, it actually made it worse, you know, and mm-hmm. it actually probably set me back even mm-hmm. more. So in the end, I had no choice. I had to, I prayed, I surrendered. I asked God, what do you want me to do? Just to take over. What do I need to do? Just, you know, so I went to one, actually, perchance, I went to one of my physio sessions and I was sitting in the receptionist and I bought myself a sparkly bracelet to cheer myself up. Um, and um, the, it was during these visits, the receptionist actually complimented on this bracelet and she said that she loved it. Um, with, I get it. I know it sound, might sound trivial, but after the, the period I went through, it was, I went, left the surgery and went home with a spring in my step. I just seemed so happy. I was over the moon. Someone had cheered me up. And, you know, a compliment can go a million ways. You, you just no idea. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was during that evening that I sat in the evening. And I thought to myself, hang on, she really cheered me up and made me feel really good about myself. How could I do this to other ladies? So actually, that's when it dawned on me, actually. I think I will start actually selling some bracelets and see how it happens. And it was just casually selling a few bracelets. My son's built a website for me and um, we just put a few bracelets on to see how they went and they did remarkably well. And then they suddenly start to be a growing demand for them. And, um, and then I thought, hang on a minute, when do people feel most special? And then that's how come the idea of um, selling for special occasions came about. Like, when do you feel most special? When it's your wedding, whether it's a prom, a birthday. So we talked it more to that and then start selling more special occasional jewellery and expanded. And then before we knew it, I started um, winning awards, international awards, multiple awards. Um, <laughs> and it basically grew from then. And then the, our pieces got featured in various publications, including British Vogue, uh, Marie Claire, quite, quite a lot of publications and bridal magazines. And it just went on from there. And then um, later on down the line, as well as focusing on how to help women look amazing and feel fabulous, I um, wanted to focus on also the inner sparkle because I think everything begins from the inside. Mm-hmm. So then one day I was, saw in the news, there was a lot of uh, media attention at the time for young people having low self-esteem, low self-worth, uh, feeling really lonely, you know, having suicidal thoughts and things like that. And then I remembered when I was growing up and sometimes how I felt really lone, alone and isolated and I thought, no, I wanted to help do something about it. What can I do? And I literally got up that next morning and um, 
I decided to write a book and that's how it all began. I just started writing. And uh, to be honest, I couldn't really do too much writing I can, <laughs> because I can only work for certain at the time before my hand starts playing up. <laughs> um, even now, I can't do too much still. I can just do what I can. It will soon start telling me, that's, that's it, you've got to stop. So I just started writing and then it just built on from there. So I write every day. I was writing a bit more every day and it just stemmed from there. And that's how it all began. It's so beautiful. And I, I just love the sentence that you said, you know, that I was helping women to look amazing and feel fabulous, but I wanted to tap into their inner sparkle. For so many people, that would have been enough, right? Helping people look amazing and feel fabulous and being featured in magazines. This is all very glamorous and very accomplished. And it would have been easy to say, okay, I've done it. This is my thing, right? Mm. But I think what separates you, and I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah. And he talks yeah. about, you know, our zone of excellence. And that was very likely your zone of excellence, yeah. you know, helping women look amazing and feel fabulous with this amazing quality jewelry for special occasions. But then your zone of genius, you know, that one step yeah. higher was when you were able to help women tap into their inner sparkle. I know. And I didn't realize that was going to happen either. That was a surprise. And basically, it felt like um, a calling. I felt like being pulled for something more. There's something more. I haven't finished with you yet. Literally, that's what the message yes. was. You've got, there's more to come. There's more that you can do. And that's what happened. And then it was like, um, similar to my songwriting in the sense that um, words just flowed through me. I'd like mm-hmm. literally get, say I'll type and words will just flow through my hands, if you like. And I won't know what I'm going to type. It just comes. Or in the middle of the night. That's when I get most inspired. Um, I can get whole chapters, like paragraphs, chapters. And that's when I get, say, my blog ideas or anything. It will come mm-hmm. through in the middle of the night. Suddenly I'll get a stream of words. And then I'll just start, you know, on the, um, the notes app on your phone, I'll just start typing away those. Because otherwise I'll forget it in the morning by the time I come. Mm-hmm. And you just can't go back and get those messages. So I'll yes. just... I've been hearing a lot lately about this three and four in the morning time. Being, yes, yeah. You know, oh, a definitely. real divine time. That's like a magical time, I think. Yeah, like three o'clock in the morning. I can always get like feel wide awake at that time as well. It's like, <laughs> it's like and I actually read something today. Actually, I'm saying at that time, um, sometimes people go around three or four. They get it's sometimes it can be a call in the universe to, to when you feel most aligned. It's a, if you get the call to wake up around that time, it's telling you that it's, you need to be aligned. That's the time for you to be aligned. And that's, I read that today actually, so that's you quite know, interesting. It's a little bit off topic, but I want to talk about it because it's such an interesting alignment. I've been away doing two events that are called Voices of Consciousness. And Mm -hmm. I was joined up with a fellow who he uh, has this beautiful music. You can find his music at bekindness, B-E-E-kindness.com. And he does conscious music. And in both of the concerts, he talked about how there's that divine time at like three in the morning. And I thought it was interesting and I just kind of tucked it away because for the last two months, both my husband and I have been waking up at three in the morning. And between three in the morning, we we can't sleep and we're trying to sleep. Like we're not embracing it. We're not saying, okay, well, let's get up and see what the day has to offer. Instead, we're finding it frustrating or we're just trying to stay calm and drift back into sleep. So I hear him talking about it. And that Mm. was, you know, literally yesterday and the day before yesterday. And now today I hear you talking about it. So I'm going to tell you that tonight when I wake up at three in the morning, I'm going to get up. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think you should embrace it because um, I started off like just like that, um, fighting it basically, and just spent mm-hmm. the whole time trying to sleep, and it wasn't working. And then once I started embracing and just allowing it to happen, just remarkable mm-hmm. things start happening. It's just like, and then what else? Say for example, if it is writing or getting ideas for things, you write it down or you get it out there. And then I found like afterwards. I just managed to sleep beautifully afterwards. It was just yeah. like so the best sleep afterwards because it's just like, um, it's just something had um, just got to come off your shoulders that you were meant to, to have, to hear, to see. Well, and, and, and yeah, and like you said, you know, like the universe is speaking to you and calling you at that time. Yeah. Right? And once you embrace that, accept it, I think that's when, you know, magic happens. Yeah. Oh, love it. So I'm sorry that I kind of hijacked your story there, but I do want to, I want to say to the listeners, if you are getting that call during the night, you know, maybe if you just get up and write down what's on your mind, maybe you'll only be awake for 15 minutes or maybe you'll be awake for four hours. I don't know, but whatever it is, if you are having that calling, um, by all means answer, because look what has happened for Pamela when she has listened to that call. And I've listened to other great authors like Dr. Wayne Dyer. He used to talk about that all the time as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just embrace it because I think there are messages that you need to hear as well. Mm-hmm. I think they're there for a reason, you know. Now I, you know, now I know. I didn't know at the time, but yeah, I think they're there for a reason. And maybe the messages are for you to share with other people, mm-hmm. you know. And yes. you'll be used as like a vessel with your like, to share that a channel to share it with others. That's so beautiful. So please let me encourage you, everyone listening to listen to that inner ding, to that that little inner ding of the alarm clock when it's saying, pay attention to me right now. I have something important to share with you. So Pamela, so then you went on to co- to start this company that was called, I'm just going to mention the website. I know it's not your main main focus, but I know that a lot of our listeners like shiny, sparkly things. So I'm oh, going to course, mention yes. summer, so S-O-M-M-E-R, sparkle, SummerSparkle.com. That's S-O-M-M-E-R, Sparkle.com. And you've got your jewelry featured there? Yes. Yeah. Yes, All the jewelry is on there. Yeah. That's it. And we do personalize as well. And we do deliver internationally. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. So then once you've reconnected to your joy of writing and you've really tapped into that, to helping people find their inner mm. sparkle, realizing, you know, that the world is absolutely your oyster. Mm. What happened next? Well, then I actually thought I was only going to write one book. I thought that was a one-off and that was it. <laughs> to be honest. And, then I, and it's almost like I've got a knock on the door, if you like, this in the invisible door that says, no, no, there's more to come. There's more you haven't finished yet. And then um, it went on from there. And um, building castles in the sky, how to make your dreams come true, basically. Mm-hmm. about. And this all started, um, ironically, following a conversation I had when I was a young adult with my mother. My mother's now passed, but I remember the conversation quite clearly. Um, and at that time I was in a band and I was telling my mum all the plans I had um, uh, for whatever we were going to do at the time. Um, and um, she looked at me and smiled sweetly and basically said to me that I was building castles in the sky. And I got really <laughs> upset because I was like a rebellious teenager and I was like, what? No, I'm not. <laughs> like, um, and yeah. I was quite offended at the time. But actually, now I'm older, I was able to reframe that. And I thought, actually, Actually, maybe I'm going to reframe this because actually, yes, you can build castles in the sky, but anyway, it's not necessarily a bad thing. If you reframe it, that you have to have the idea in your head first before they, you can bring it into fruition and make those dreams come true. Yes. Because if you don't have the idea, where are they going to come from? You know? Yeah. So that's how this book came about. And this book um, is all about how to make, is it like, um, it's got like spiritual tools for success, if you like. So a lot of then there's practical steps as well, but it all starts with how, um, how your thoughts 
can affect uh, and affect your words, what you say, and how they can affect your actions, which mm-hmm. also can affect um, how you create your life every day on a daily basis. And if you use things like, um, for example, visualize, meditate, and, um, and steps on how you can manifest this into reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's all about creating turning your dreams into reality. Oh my and goodness. And that became this is... an Amazon number one bestseller as well. I'm pleased to say. So yeah, <laughs> we, we, we that. So both of these books are available on Amazon then? Yes, they are. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say the names of them again, because I know I personally will be ordering them. So <laughs> uh, the author is Pamela Summers and that's Summers with an O. And the num- the one is Life Lessons from a 40 something. And then the other one is Building Castles in the Sky, how to make your dreams come true. And Pamela, you truly are speaking my language and speaking the language of my listeners yeah. all around the world because we really are people who want to have success in our life, but still stay heart-centered and really yes, come from that heart place. And yeah. we do know that our thoughts create our actions and know that, you know, that that whole connection between thoughts and feelings and behaviors is all intertwined and goes around and around yeah, and around. It does. And yeah. we have control of that. You know, as Louise Hay yeah. used to always say, it's just a thought and a thought can be changed. Exactly. Yeah, you can change. You can do in an instant as well. Instant. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to take forever. It can be changed just like that. You know, because <laughs> oh, I think yes. on, this, on this plane, there is no time. There is no sense of time. It can just happen. It's all to do with how you're limiting yourself. If you think that it's going to take ages, then it will. But if you open to like trusting in what, mm-hmm. what's in store and that, you know, the divine presence, anything is possible. You know, that is just the beautiful, most beautiful place to end that today. If you are open to the divine, anything is possible. I want you to just let those words sink in. When you are open to the divine, anything is possible. And uh, as we were talking at the top of the show, we can't make this stuff up. You know, Summer, you probably would have never thought that you would have two best-selling books and a jewelry line that has been featured internationally and, you know, huge success around the world. And there is always a plan for our lives. And it's just so important for us to tap into that alignment and just knowing and trusting that life force that is within us and trusting that divine I want to thank you so much for being on our show today. And uh, I just have loved this time together with you. (laughs) Absolutely loved it. You are just speaking my absolute language. I do want to, uh, again, thank you and to end with a positive quote. This one is from the book, Trust Life by Louise Hay. And uh, it says, loving myself opens the door to positive change. And um, I think I'm actually going to read two quotes for you today because I'm just so incredibly inspired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You've really, really lit a fire in me. And I thank you so much for that, Pamela. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Oh, you know, I just appreciate you being here so much. I want to have the listeners also connect with you on Facebook. On Facebook, it is Pamela Summers Official. Again, remember that Summers is with an O, Pamela Summers Official. On Instagram, Pamela.Summers. And the website is PamelaSummers.com. And if you want to check out her jewelry, summersparkle.com. All of those summers are with an O. And I know she would love to hear from you. And you can hear just from this podcast, the level of brilliance that she shares in everything that she does and the commitment. So I'm just going to move into this quote because I think it so well summarizes what you have been through and what you have felt and what I know our listeners have been through and felt. Mm -hmm. 
And so uh, here we go. It's from Trust Life. Loving myself opens the door to positive change. My spiritual growth often comes to me in strange ways. It can be a chance meeting or an accident, a dis-ease or the loss of a loved one. Something inside urges me to follow or I am forcefully prevented from living in the same old way. Sounds familiar, doesn't it, Pamela? Oh, it so does, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is a little different for each person. I grow spiritually when I accept responsibility for my life. This gives me the inner power to make the changes in myself that I need to make. Spiritual growth is not about changing others. Spiritual growth happens to the person who is ready to step out of the victim role into forgiveness, and into a new life. None of this happens overnight. It is an unfolding process. Loving myself opens the door and being willing to change really helps. And so it is. Wow, wow, wow. Beautiful, yeah. You know, I'm very spontaneous with the quotes that I pick for people because I don't want to have, you know, researched and, and done a lot of planning ahead of time because I do trust life to provide us with just the the right way to yeah. begin or end the show with the quote. And that was perfect for today. Pamela, yes, yes. again, I thank you for being on the show. It is PamelaSummers.com. That is S-O-M-M-E-R-S. And please follow Pamela on Facebook and Instagram. I know she's got lots of great things to offer. Facebook is Pamela Summers Official. Instagram is Pamela.Summers. And we will see you all again here soon. Thanks again, Pamela. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.